And well, hello, and welcome to the Coach's Notes number 58. It is a Friday, and it's raining. It always seems to be raining on Fridays. When I when I get ready to hit the record button, I look outside to think, hey, what's the weather? Should I tell them what the weather is? And uh, inevitably, it's gray, cloudy, heavy clouds, and intermittent rain. Now, I must say before I go any further, you may hear um, some construction work going on as my neighbor is getting some new windows installed. And they've been hacking and sawing, banging and drilling all day. And I had on my mind that I was going to record this on the move. I was going to mic up and get portable and walk and record today's coach's notes. Uh, but the rain had other ideas so if you do hear the rumblings in the background apologies it shouldn't be too bad hopefully hopefully i can get where i need to go to right now before they get back to the heavy stuff again so this is going to be a bit of a a rambly coach's notes today um there's been a lot of stuff on my mind i've been covering a lot of ground and I haven't quite integrated it all in terms of thinking, well, what does this, what does this all mean? So yeah, it's going to be a bit rambly. Um, I've got some, I've got some walking to do so I can integrate my thoughts here. And I'm just going back kind of through my notes and I'll pull out some things that, um, that have, that have a highlight that I want to bring some attention to uh, that are forming all the stuff <laughs> that's bouncing around in my brain. It's a, uh, uh, yeah, you can tell already. Look, <laughs> I'm, I'm, uh, anyway, so yes, let's uh, get back, come, come back into the room. So I was down in London yesterday um, delivering a program. And then I met up with an old West Point classmate whom, while I keep in touch with digitally, electronically, I've not actually seen since we graduated from the military academy back in 91, 92. So it's been ages since i actually seen him. And I've seen him coming out of the tube as I met him at Baker Street. Um, easily recognizable quite a way, but then as we were walking side by side, just the stark realization that we're no longer 21 or 22 years old. Um, yeah, so, you know, anyway, it was good to catch up and and uh, see how our lives have developed post-Army days, because he's been out of the Army probably as long as I have. Um, so, yeah, anyway, that's happened, and that was good. So one of the things that's, uh, and I posted a poll about um, this, or actually it was in the forum, wasn't it? It was in the forum, or part of it was in the forum discussion on Wednesday, and it was around this paying attention aspect. And it's it was sparked by the book that I started reading, Rob Walker's book, The Art of Noticing, Rediscovering What Really Matters to You. And I haven't got very far in the book because it's been so impactful just in the first few uh, pages. 
that I keep stopping and writing feverish amounts of notes and thinking, hmm. So I haven't actually got that far. But the book is about noticing more, notice more joy in the everyday. And I've always had this. And there's another book that's called No Ordinary Moments and makes a similar kind of point uh, about, you know, the extraordinary in the ordinary. And so you know, Rob Walker here is, is saying, you know, finding more joy in the everyday and questions about being distracted, overwhelmed. You know, do you feel like your attention is constantly being pulled in different directions? And the book is proposing to help you to steal back that attention. And it looks like, and I haven't gotten to these 131 surprising and innovative exercises yet. So that's the promise of the book that there's 131 um, exercises that you can do to help you to tune out the white noise and get unstuck from your screen and manage your daily distractions. And the distraction of the screen is is one uh, a part of what was talking about in the forum on Wednesday because they introduced this concept of polyconsciousness uh, in just the sense that we are our consciousness is being the attention our attention is being pulled in in uh, a lot of demand for our attention in a number of different dimensions so you've got the physical and the things that are going on around you that are vying for your attention, whether it's the person or people you're in the room with um, or any of the things in the environment that are demanding your attention. And then there's also the demand of your attention from the sort of virtual world. And I just think about the, you know, the, the Twitters and the Facebooks and the Instagrams and the WhatsApps and the Telegrams and the, and the, the let, that list can go on and on forever. Um, and so this, and then sometimes, and and you see, and it was perfect because, you know, going down to London, it doesn't matter where you go, you can just go out your door, I'm sure, and any crowd of people, inevitably you're going to see lots of people with their heads in their phone, even though they're in the physical space. Um, and very noticeable um, coming down to, you know, the big city. And that's just, I had to, I was having breakfast before going to deliver my workshop and just watching the people go by. Um, and most people, there was lots of people with headphones and something in their ear um, and also on their phones. So, you know, sitting in the tube, there's you know, everyone sitting next to each other, phones in hand, earphones in ear. Uh, even people who were uh, together, you know, they had their head in their phones, even though they were physically together going wherever they were going. So, and 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 documentally raised a good, a good point. I want to um, agree with in the sense that even though I'm not in physical space with someone, it is a real interaction with another person that's on the other end of... Um, my, you know, so yeah, like right now you're listening to this podcast. So, you know, you're a real live person who's plugged into this and you're listening. And I'm a real live person. So you're interacting with another soul. You may be doing it asynchronously. 
And but sometimes you're also doing it in real time. But the point is, is that you're connecting with another, another mind, and interacting with a real person. I suppose where it's where the tension is 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 that you know you're with your family, and I see it a lot. It's because I'm on the route where the parents are going, taking their kids to school, and and they're pushing the, you know, the pram. The other kid is walking just ahead of the pram, and the parents um, is headed in the phone and walking, pushing one hand on the pram, one hand is on the phone, looking down, and every now and every now and then glancing up to see if their kid um, is still with them, the one that's loose on their feet. So. So yeah, it's a lot of it's, uh, and it, but I guess it looks so weird, and this is the thing. This is a bit that looks weird. It wouldn't look weird for if you're Generation Z and and below, um, maybe even millennials, I guess, um, to see a world where everyone is has that posture where their head is down, looking into a phone, or they have something over or in their ears so I, I don't know if I was an alien coming down and looking it would it would just be a it's a strange sight to see it in mass so being like I said being down in London being on the train being on the tube walking around the city and the percentage of people uh, connected to some device or another um when there is this whole big physical world around us, and you know, I'm a a child of the '60s, born in the '60s, so you know, I grew up, you know, without this kind of attention in another space, a virtual space, a digital space, um, and so you know, you're out, and we would be paying attention to what's going on around you, more in tune with your environment, what was around you and who was around you, and not so, um, say cut off, but you're kind of just, everyone's walking around in this this bubble, and it's a, it's their consciousness is elsewhere. As I was thinking about this, this statement about the fact that, you know, even though I am connecting with someone, you know, via a mobile device that, you know, I'm still connected with a soul. It made me also think of the idea that actually everything happens inside of our mind, right? So even when you're in physical space with someone, um, everything's always, all the time, happening inside of your your mind. And the only thing, the difference would be between the digital and the physical, or the virtual and the physical, is that you add three more sensory um, inputs to, to your brain. So um, in the physical space, I, I'm adding in touch, taste, and smell. But it's all still happening inside of my head in terms of the sensory input that then my brain takes those signals and creates some thoughts and feelings and emotions inside of my 
to the consciousness. So, yeah, so I, I definitely can can relate to, agree with that even that we don't have to just draw a distinction between the relationship with another person because that's what the the ribbing that I used to get from quite a number of my friends who just don't get the whole internet thing and they see interacting with people online as somehow I don't think what did I, just think of the phrases they use but they don't think that that's like you're not really connecting with it's like make believe to them so I mean they don't really engage with any of that and 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 they don't think it's real and then I can remember you know having this <laughs> this little discussion often the same well actually it's real people that I'm interacting with um I'm just not physically there touching them but I'm interacting with their minds um and so yeah it's it's real but the book the art of noticing um has really got me all fired up thinking about where is my attention and i love this quote it starts out with, with from uh, amy kraus rosendahl for anyone trying to discern what to do with their life pay attention to what you pay attention to that's pretty much all the info that you need. And I think that's an interesting exercise to do, paying attention to what you pay attention to. And I know that's a lot of what the, you know, some of your mindfulness exercises would be around reclaiming your attention and bringing your attention back to what's around you in the present moment at that time. And so... This other dimension here, paying attention to what you pay attention to, that's what's going to end up being where your sort of priorities are, isn't it, in terms of what you deem as important to you, most important to you. That's where your attention is going to go. And man, is there so much demand for attention. Um... It does get overwhelming sometimes as I think about it as I'm, you know, I'm on Substack as where you may be listening to this via Substack or through my um, podcast host, Transistor FM. Um, but that, I'm one podcast amongst hundreds of thousands of these things that are out there, you know. And there's only so much time in the day to divide your attention up between the things that you're reading, the tweets, and now the notes on Substack, the podcasts to listen to, the videos to watch, the things to see on Netflix or Prime or Paramount or just normal terrestrial TV, the radio, you know, God knows how many podcasts on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and Google Play and there's just so 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 much um easy to get sort of sucked into that and lost and then it may be losing a little bit of touch with your own sort of um i want to say humanity so reclaiming 
my attention and what does that mean for me? And I know the easiest and best way that I do that is when I go out into nature, go out to the field, go for a walk, mountains, camping, anything where I can get away from just, you know, built up areas. And I remember way, way, way back in the beginning, um, you, you know, used to be one of these ones who'd have to be taking a photo of everything and posting it right then. And I remember reading somewhere and it's like, we're so busy documenting an event or a thing or a scene that we don't have time to actually appreciate the actual experience that we have because we're so busy documenting it. And that made me sort of stop in my tracks and um, I then changed my habit. I changed my habit from having to post, edit, and post in real time to now I just take the picture or audio or whatever I'm doing media-wise capturing and that's it. It just goes on the phone and I just keep going. And then when I have a pause or I'm back at home or, you know, you're in transit is when I go back through and look at those things and post and all that sort of stuff. Because I thought that was just so um, insightful there that, yeah, in the hunt to, <laughs> you know, to capture the moment so that you can post it online for other people to to see uh, missing the opportunity to really be present in the environment uh, that you are. So now, yeah, when I go out to the wilderness, I do have, you know, my camera with me and take photos, but I don't look at them or process them. I try and maximize my time so they're out there. And then in terms of... Uh, how do you keep your own mind from, and what am I trying to say here? There's like so many different ideas coming at you. Like you have your ideas, but there's loads of ideas coming at you in here. And it's so easy to to get sort of sidetracked from, you know, who you are and what you're about. And because, oh yeah, no, and then, okay. And then, then someone else is, so even like, you know, just take AI for an example, you know, there's so much stuff being written about AI and so many people are like, yeah, here, we got to be on it. This is the greatest thing and and, and you know, do all these great things with it. And there's others. And I was just reading something to this morning where it's like, you know, they're getting off of AI. Chase, that, that This was a weird one. Um, this is the first time I've seen this one, but almost it was just like it's like the uh, AI and this next evolution here of, where the internet is or the internet has evolved to is that there's being is being created this um i forget the name but actually he was just using a, a name so he didn't have to use antichrist but it, it, it's another being that's um that's pushing its way from the other side wherever this other side is or this other other world, you know, we have worlds upon worlds, and yeah, there's a you know that, and he was making his point that you know our 
ancestors and stuff had more contact with this other world and and used to write and sing songs and talk about this the the other world and and sometimes it's encroachment on this world um but anyway so it, it was kind of a way out there kind of idea of the that this sounded like a very much like a doctor who episode you know that the consciousness is influencing all these people who are creating the AI. So they haven't invented anything. They're being influenced. And they're slowly, and then the internet is already, so the internet has become its its nervous system. And now the AI stuff is be, its brain coming to to light. And it's just, yeah. <laughs> um, so anyway, what was I saying? If I was saying that to say that, you know, so, you know, you just, you know, you go online and, and take just that kind of information that's coming through on both sides, and it, you know it can get confusing and crazy with all these different, um, you know, the different sort of pros and cons, the fors and against. Uh, and I don't even want to get into you know politics. That's a whole other level of something as well, isn't it? If you start going into into that space so yeah so this idea about you know paying attention and for me i want to explore that some more which is why i kind of finally found my way to this art of noticing um and i have another book around here it was around because a cool way to hone your attention into where you are um and to to see is to, to draw so just have your sketch pad and um, and sketch the things that are around you. And they don't have to be, you know, portraits of people. It could be cups on your desk or just a pen or anything. But it for forces you to to see, actually really look at a thing. Um, to see, I think the book's called Seeing is Thinking. And um, so, yeah, so I've been dusting off my pencils and my pulling out my sketch pad as a tool for helping me with that but also doing the um the catch yourself and seeing when your awareness is but writing it you know capturing those moments in my notebook having a quick pause and what do you notice now and then then just kind of kind of go and then I can kind of reflect back and look and see where my mind has uh, sort of been on that so I'm looking forward to it and I'll share with you as I go through the book um, any of the exercises that I end up doing and what I find from um, doing them so I'll let you know that I'm looking at this now you've got easy they rank from easy, doable, enjoyable challenges to advanced. Ooh. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that, uh, um, yeah, that's that should be really fun uh, to do. What else has been up here in my brain, jumbling around? I think that's probably the biggest thing. I don't want to make this too too rambly, so kind of keep it to that point there was one other thing i did want to mention and i have this poll it's an active poll right now and i think you can still 
um, answer on, I have it on Twitter and I think it's on the Facebook page too, but, and it was around this phrase of I believe or I think. And I was just asking the question, what phrase do you use more frequently? I believe or I think. And then I was, and I think it was from even just reading that. But anyway, so, and it's a very subtle difference between the two. So I think is, is more often used to express kind of your opinions based on reasoning, analysis, or kind of if you're, you know, you're, evaluating the av available evidence. Um, but it has its implication that you're, you've considered the facts or the information and then drew a conclusion from that uh, through sort of logical reasoning. So whereas um, I believe is used to express an opinion that's based on your sort of personal values and your faith and convictions. Um, and it has that implication or implies that you hold certain beliefs of, or viewpoints and regardless of whether there's any sort of empirical evidence for it to support it or not, it's what you, it's your belief and that's what you hold as your sort of paradigm of and conviction. And I, you know, why I put the poll out and why it's been on my mind because I do find myself saying I think and I've been deliberately changing my language to I believe and just noting the effect of of, of how that shifts the my perception uh, and my experience of whatever it is that I'm um I'm doing to go from I think to to I believe, and for me, the I believe brings it to a much more personal space. Whereas, yeah, I think kind of throws in that sort of I got a little wall there, and I think, and we're only going to be engaging with our minds here on the I think bit. Whereas I believe, I'm I'm opening up my personal self to you, and it's. Um, an inner knowingness and maybe that we're interacting more at the emotional or spirit, spirit level versus just a cold calculating thinking space <laughs> and look at what I've done with language just there so anyway that's, I'm playing with those when I catch myself saying I think I'm, I've been changing up the language to so that I believe I believe okay I didn't do too bad I thought I was gonna be all over the shop so we can chalk this one up to this continuing conversation about paying attention and where is your attention and where is your attention the most um, and I know the other reason why the attention conversation is relative relevant for me at present is is because I I was thinking about the dreaded D word which is doing the digital detox absolutely hate the idea 
of doing it for the very reason it's like well you know the people I'm connected with it'd be like take you know being cut off from the people I interact with to be cut off well I'm an idea I love ideas that's where I, I find a lot of my ideas you know through um surfing the net so uh, yeah uh, I'm tapped into this massive knowledge base and I'm a guy who loves knowledge for knowledge sake man that's why I read so much I got these billions of books is that I just love knowledge and the, and the internet is like the ultimate knowledge database for me uh, even as a kid it used to be the library, and I mean, I mean, I used to walk, you know, three over three miles or so as a kid. I'd walk to base, spend the library is like my sanctuary. I used to just spend hours in there, and I'm just wandering the stacks and seeing what book catches my attention, and then you know, I come home with all kind of different books on all sorts of subjects, you know, and this was, un, and some of it was unrelated to school, which is, I just love knowledge. Um, and so the internet's like the ultimate thing. It's like, wow, man, if I had this tool when I was a kid, I would have been, you would have never seen me. I would have been the ultimate definite geek then having this much knowledge in the palm of my hands. is just amazing. So it's that thought of being cut off from, that knowledge that I hate. I don't really care about the social media bit. Um, it's just the fact that, ah, yes, this is, you know, I'm carrying a library in my pocket and not just, you know, a f small, you know, a little library with, you know, I got every bit of knowledge that's in these little device that I have in my pocket. So, but I'm was considering the whole digital detoxing from the point of view of what was, what, you know, again, in a time when I didn't have a mobile phone and, you know, you just didn't have those kind of things, where was my attention then? And and being much more present sort of in this physical world and, and space. Um, I still haven't worked up the courage yet, though, to do the digital detox. I just have a note on there and I might might try it for like a day I, that's, I mean I could do it if I go out in the woods and there's no reception <laughs> so then then it's like alright well I'm out in the wilderness anyway I don't need I don't need the connection then but anyway yeah you get what I mean I was like yeah that's a that's the easy way out for me it's just to go camping somewhere then I don't need to be connected because I'm in the woods but it's it's being here back in in civilization to then turn it off and be and this is you know the my language I was about to just use was to be cut off you know that metaphor cut off cut off from what or, or am I unplugged and back into the real world here the physical world around me and what does that mean um okay I think it's time to Get ready to roll into the weekend. And I said roll. Again, that reminded me that um, I'm actually going roller skating this evening. My wife runs a uh, roller skating club. I haven't gone since she's set the club up. But today, 
I said, yeah, yeah, I'll go. So I'm going to go get the blades on, the roller blades. And do, ooh, look at that, just in time. They're back to the heavy drilling. So <laughs> I don't know if you could hear it, but I can hear it. And so I'm definitely going to say goodbye now. Uh, and if you listen to this before uh, tomorrow, have a good weekend. And uh, yeah, let me know what you're paying attention to.